Hey everybody, this is Ben Reiser, Director of Operations for the 2021 Wisconsin Film Festival. I'm also the head of the Wisconsin Zone Programming Committee. And this morning, I'm talking to Marissa Bodie and Sean Bodie. Uh, Marissa's film, You're Adorable, is hopefully a movie that you just watched as part of the shorts program here at the Wisconsin Film Festival, and you wanted to learn more about it, and I do too. And thanks so much, Marissa and Sean, for joining me. Thank yeah, you. thank you. And, and thanks for submitting this film. Uh, everybody on the committee loved it, and we were super excited to share it with our audience. Um, so there's two things that strike me about this movie. Number one, it's um, basically a silent movie. And number two, it's uh, a very dark comedy. Um, so Marissa, I was wondering what inspired you to make this film and what what your feelings are about silent movies in general and, and, and maybe what, what some of your favorite dark comedies might have been growing up and, and that might have inspired the, the tone of this one. Yeah, so I attend a performing arts college and for my film class, our assignment was to create a short film or short video without any or little dialogue in it. And for my last project, I was not a good student and waited to the last minute and my film did not turn out great. And miraculously, it was not this, it was the same thing for this project. And so I have work before class and it's a factory job. So we're allowed to listen to music while we work. And I'm like, oh man, I waited to last minute to pitch this project yet again. Uh, let me just turn on some music and see if anything pops into my head, any ideas. And I had created a playlist over the summer of songs that maybe could work for movies or short films, but I never had a set idea for any of them. So I turned on the playlist and Your Adorable came on in out of nowhere, thanks to the inspiration gods of music, this vision just popped into my head and I pictured myself and of me doing dark things over this music because I really liked the juxtaposition of mm -hmm. having something dark going on while this happy music was playing in the background. And so that's really how the idea came about. I would say dark comedies I watched growing up. I did watch a lot of scary movie uh, those scary, scary movie one. There's a bunch of them. Uh, um, I watched Airplane. We all, we all know Airplane. That's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about dark comedy, but it's definitely taking a serious situation and obviously adding humor to it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really how that idea came about. Well, let's go back to the music for a second because it is wonderful to hear uh, this. Uh, it's a Jimmy Dorsey tune. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but maybe a surprising thing for you as a woman under the age of 50 or 60 to be listening to uh, at your factory job. Is that the style of music that you're into? Or uh, do you have a wide taste in music? Or did this come up as a surprise or randomly to you, this particular song? 
Yeah, I definitely have a wide taste of music. I do really like listening to a lot of old music and I've always liked the idea of just old music, like from the 20s, 50s. And I think in a lot of movies that I've watched before and just using that as an undertone to add like sort of a creepy effect to something. It's just something about a lot of old music that does that for me and just, I don't know, but yes, I definitely listen to a wide variety of music. I, I went through this phase where I listened to a lot of music, like from the twenties and thirties. I think that was like my junior year of high school. And I, grew up on a lot of music that my parents listened to. My mom plays W-O-L-X all the time, listens to the oldie station. So I grew up on a lot of that old music as well. Yeah. Um, I love all the details in this film. Uh, and it starts right away with um, whatever it is you're drinking uh, out of that sort of mason jar, but you've got this great heart-shaped straw. Um, I'm wondering once you came up with this idea, how much how much pre-planning did you do? Like I'm, I'm assuming you wrote kind of an outline or maybe even a screenplay, um, but how many of those details are, were, were planned in advance and how many, did you do any storyboarding? Did you really try to think about what each shot would do and what the kind of information that the viewer would get in those shots? Uh, or, and did, or did you make up some of it as you were kind of going along? Yeah, so as much as my teachers would like me to have had an outline, again, my mind works on like the spur of a moment type thing. So a lot of it, I I had an overall idea of what I wanted to do, but a lot of it was just planned as I went along. I did go to Target though. This was around Valentine's Day. So there was my luck and I just got a whole bunch of like heart themed things and Valentine's Day type things to add to the video and just sneak those in. There's cranberry juice in the mason jar, uh, the heart shaped straw, and also my outfits. That was definitely planned. Uh, having shades of pink and red up until a certain point in the video where my heart was broken but yeah that's for the most part a lot of it was spur of the moment not planned um and just came to me as i went along um i mean i think it's really impressive the the clarity of the narrative um given the fact that there isn't any dialogue and also the economy of storytelling. I don't, it doesn't feel like you're wasting any scenes or frames. Um, you're giving us everything that we need in a really as short and simple a way as you can, which I think sort of maybe sounds easy in theory, but I think in practice is not that easy. Um, were there, you know, were there, how many drafts of this film were there? Were there other scenes that you shot and then thought, I don't need this? Or were there stuff you didn't shoot? And then when you were putting it together and editing thought, oh, I need to go back and, and either reshoot this thing or add an insert or something like that. Cause it really seems like you just nailed it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, thank ooh. you. Sure. Yeah. So there, I, edited actually all of this on my phone on in an app uh, just because since I am doing online classes I don't have access to the best software that I could but I kind of edited as I went along there wasn't 
too much that I cut out. There was a bit uh, with the cookies where I was putting them on the pan that I didn't add in just for time purposes and song purposes too. I didn't want to, you know, the song is already sort of short. I looped it at one point during the, uh, the film so that obviously more story could be told, mm-hmm. but yeah, there wasn't really too much that I cut out. I had a vision and I kind of just stuck to what I had. Cause I know there was also a time limit that my teacher wanted to keep it under for what we had. So I know I, I had to keep it to the minimum. Yeah. So I, 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 I believe I'm right in saying that this film, you made this during COVID while you were doing yes. virtual learning and, and, and if I remember correctly, it's actually your dad, Sean, who's who's playing the part of of the boy. Um, yes. At least in, in, in when the boy is sitting in that chair, and then the the boy's body is in that chair. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, maybe other than that, or maybe not even that. If you think if you had to make this film without COVID restrictions, would anything have been different? I think. I would keep most of it the same, although I think I would have the actual boy play. <laughs> I love you, Dad. You did a great <laughs> job. But I think, and I was, because. Well, in a way, it adds this whole other creep factor to the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, he is anonymous, basically, mm-hmm. in it, because you don't see his face. Right. And I. I, I sort of picked on him a little. I'm like, dad, you have old people hands. What if I don't want it to be super obvious that it's not somebody young and I have a brother, but he's the same complexion as me, darker skin tone. So, and the boy that I was using in the, uh, the picture was one of my friends. So I'm like, Oh, that wouldn't really make much sense. So yeah. But I used my dad's old hands and he did a great job, but I that was amazing. I'm glad they went to close up. That would have been a giveaway, I think. <laughs> but yeah. So, Otherwise I don't Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't think I would change too much overall. Right. But the guy whose picture we see, Riley, is that his yes. name? Riley Marquis. So maybe he would have gotten to play the actual part in the chair. Yes. Yeah. Ideally he was, he actually goes to college in Iowa. So he was oh. a state away. I asked him to send me a bunch of pictures. I, I, I told him, I'm like, I know this is going to sound weird, but can you have somebody take pictures of you as if they're stalking you so that I could use those and put them in a collage in a book? And he's like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me ask you this. How much of this story do you relate to in real life? Have you ever been kind of obsessed or stalkery in your real life? You know, I think part of the darkness to this love story is because I've always been super pessimistic when it comes to love, like cliche uh, romance movies. I'm like, gag me with a spoon. He can vouch for me when we watch like romance movies. I'm like, oh my God, so cliche. This makes me want to barf. So I think part of the inspiration for this was to, instead of actually having things work out, just kill the person instead because why not yeah it's 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 a great idea and um 
I'm assuming you've, you, you have handed in this class project. Yes. And yeah. How did, how did it go? How did the teacher respond? So uh, I had, there were certain dates to turn certain parts of our project in. Uh-huh. And for the first part, we were supposed to send in a few clips, but I used a lot of different kinds of lighting and I had to order some new lights and those hadn't come yet. So I didn't get all the clips in. Mind you, before this assignment, I had turned all my other assignments in on time because I am, even though I procrastinate on assignments, I always still turn them in on time. And so for the first set of clips that I didn't turn in, uh, we had a Zoom meeting that day and I had sent him an email prior being like, look, I'm sorry, I didn't turn all the clips in. Uh, I will get those in as soon as I can, the lights are coming literally the next day. And I promise you, I will get them in. And my teacher was not having it after our short meeting. I actually bawled my eyes out because I felt so bad. I was so disappointed in myself. And because I was trying to explain to him my vision for the project and he wasn't understanding it either. Uh, he he's just like, well, just film it, film this part and this. And I was like, I will when I get the lights. And he just was not understanding. So I cried. Uh, I and she was pretty I was, I was very frustrated yeah. and upset. Yeah. And when I did turn it in, because he was initially going to edit a lot of it. He's like, oh, just send your clips in. That's also part of the reason why he wanted the clips in, because he had to edit and at that point I'm like I'm just gonna edit all of it myself because this is my project and I have a specific vision that he's not understanding and so when I did send it in I sent it in early that time so that he could see it he was Mm -hmm. like oh my god this is so thought out this is so meticulous and in my head I'm like I told you I had a vision. I told you this is what it was going to look like. I knew what I wanted to do. And yeah, I was really proud of myself. Does he know that you got it into the film festival? He doesn't actually. Yeah. So maybe I'll send him an email. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, Send him a ticket. Say, Hey, you want to see it again? Here it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so you, I think you mentioned that you're, uh, in college uh, pursuing like a, a performing arts major? Yeah, I am currently an acting major. I'm getting my Bachelor of Fine Arts. I have one more semester to go after the semester I'm taking the summer semester. Uh, well, that's great. Um, so, so what would you say is your interest primarily in being um, a performer, an actress, or Are you starting to feel like maybe you want to be a filmmaker or is it more like live stage performing art stuff that you're into? I definitely really am leading towards film acting. That's what I really love to do. But this past semester, I am taking a lot more writing classes and film writing classes. I've been writing a lot. I have more to do this weekend, that's for sure. Um, And filmmaking really is something I am going to do more of in the future. Uh, Previous to all of this, I've just made little family home videos for myself just to look back on. So I do have a background in editing and sort of filmmaking, just little projects for myself. But 
definitely in the future, I do want to look more into creating, uh, especially as somebody uh, with a physical disability. Um, creating your own stuff is a way to get your put yourself out there and you know, just get more exposure and whatnot and write stuff specifically for you and represent yourself in a way that you want to be represented. So definitely more filmmaking in the future, but also I really do love film acting as well. Yeah. I think another thing that we all love about the film is that your character um, has this physical disability, but it's not any part of the actual plot. It doesn't figure in at all. And I think we see that more and more, but maybe still not enough, in, you know, in, in TV and film where characters have differing abilities uh, and they're on screen with them, but they're not necessarily part of the plot at all. I think about... Um, Breaking Bad and and the son in that in that show where he had this, you know, has this disability, but it as far as I can remember, never, ever really is part of any of the plot. And I think that that's really cool and uh, something uh, we love to see more and more of. And this is another great example of that. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I think the first film that I actually watched that didn't really highlight that or highlight somebody's disability really at all, but the person was physically disabled was actually a Hallmark movie that was very cheesy, but I loved it because oh, you weren't yelling. It's Hallmark. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> I it was. I love the cheese. I have a love hate relationship with cheesy movies in general, but uh, I don't remember what it was called but it had Ali Stroker in it she's an incredible uh, wheelchair actress oh, yeah. and yeah. singer and her disability really wasn't mentioned at all except for like one small moment but it wasn't anything huge it was just like oh I'm in a wheelchair kind of thing um, but it was great and I loved that and like you said there needs to be a lot more of it uh, just to show that disability isn't this huge tragedy it's just something that we live with in everyday life and it's just a part of us which and it's not a bad thing we're disabled and that's just how we go about life yeah well congratulations on this and i hope you continue um uh, good luck on your career in screen acting but i also hope you get a chance to make some more movies yourself and and send them our way because uh uh, I'd love to have um, where our fingers crossed next year's festival will actually be an in-person festival and it would be great to, be great to have you at the festival and to be able to show your work on a big screen with an, with a crowd with an appreciative crowd. Absolutely. I would definitely love to see that in my future. Well, thanks again, Marissa. And thanks, Sean, for Thank engineering you. all this. I appreciate the, the dual sets of headphones and all that stuff. And um, it's great having you part of the festival this year. Thank you so much. Thank you as well. Yeah.